0: Hey, everybody. Hello. Welcome back. We are talking about another Trails game today. And isn't that exciting? That is exciting. I mean, it's maybe my favorite series. We are ending the saga of Trails in the Sky with this review of Trails in the Sky 3. The trilogy. We're ending the original trilogy. So let's go ahead and just blaze like a airship... In a dungeon with no air, straight to personal history. Yeah,
1: okay. This game came out, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this and Trails in the Sky 2 came out in 2015. um, In America, anyway, on Steam. And this was like a sudden... Just nobody expected this to actually happen. Because it had taken four years to localize Trails in the Sky 2. And then we like got Trails in the Sky 3 immediately. Um, so I had a lot to do in 2015. That's what I'm saying. A lot to play. And that's when I played it. Uh, and I loved it. That is my review.
0: <laughs> so I don't have a personal history with it. We've talked plenty about uh, my excitement for the series... And what I'm playing, the game was developed by Falcom, it came out in 2007, it was localized for the West in 2017. Oh, well, whatever. The final part of the Trails in the Sky series, but it is not the last Trails story
1: of Zamuria. No, definitely not. I mean, there are like nine more
0: games.
1: (laughs) Definitely not. So uh, we'll go ahead and move into
0: story and characters. While investigating a mysterious artifact, Father Kevin from the previous game finds himself trapped in an otherworldly dungeon which is filled with familiar sights and people. At around 40 hours, this is the shortest Trails game in the series. Interesting. Okay. My god, the opening to this game is long. Yeah. Just like before you really start to play this... And some of the memory flashbacks just go on
1: forever and that's the beauty of them you're learning all of the backstory of all of the characters that you have come to know and love through the first two games which is why i feel like this game is not
0: really a sequel as much as it is an epilogue oh definitely yeah. in fact this is here's what this game really feels like to me um and this it feels like i might be jumping to the end mm-hmm. but this is This game does not feel like a sequel to Trails in the Sky 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. It feels like I beat Trails in the Sky 2, and a couple months later, they announced a $20 DLC. Okay. And that's this dungeon that allows you to see a little bit more of the history and aftermath of the characters from the first two games. Okay. It does not feel like a
1: standalone game. Sure. It feels like an addendum. Yeah, you definitely cannot... Play this game, I think, independently of the others. It's not going to have the impact or even make sense. The main point of this dungeon, because the whole game takes
0: place in a single dungeon, apart from a brief part of the prologue, is to progress through the dungeon until you find a trapped character. Freeing them unlocks more of the dungeon. There are also challenge doors where certain characters who meet certain requirements can go through them and see uh, memories of their youth, or what's happened to them in the time between the second game and mm-hmm. now, or some side quest stuff. This is exactly the kind of thing that would just be DLC for an after game dungeon in a modern game. Okay, sure. Um, and and I was a little disappointed by that because Father Kevin is the main character now instead of Josh and Estelle. Josh and Estelle are still there, but mm-hmm. Father Kevin is the focus. And what a great idea for a main character Father Kevin is. As we previously discussed, he's basically the priest version of Indiana Jones. Yeah. He can go on any kind of adventure anywhere in the country, anywhere in the continent. Sure. You can come up with any excuse to send Kevin anywhere to grab anything capable of anything. (laughs) It is a (laughs) wide open book. (laughs) Right. And instead, what we get is Trapped in a Memory Dungeon. Yeah, for forty hours. Okay, sure. Trails in the sky. There are airships in the dungeon. They don't really go anywhere. <laughs> They're just there. Occasionally, you get to fly in one as a mini game, and there are mini games. Yeah, you know, you operate the gun turret on an airship. That's something we hadn't experienced to this right. point. Uh, there's gambling mini games. Uh, this really should be more in innovations, but there's some fun stuff in this dungeon. But the whole game takes place in a single dungeon. Yeah. And that was just kind of
1: a letdown for me. I see where you're coming from. I definitely see where you're coming from with the Indiana Jones priest thing. Like, we could have it's visited... A lot more potential. We could have visited other areas of this continent. Yeah, I see it.
0: We could have visited anywhere. Gone on any kind of adventure and instead it's well let's learn more about our characters past and futures yeah which is fine character building is fine but the actual narrative for this game for this game is weak it is character focused it is not narrative focused mm-hmm. right it's about the journey each of these characters has gone on you don't get to run around towns talking to npcs which is one of the most remarkable things about this series is how yeah you get Tiny snippets of towns in some of the the memories. But one of the most remarkable things about this game is how detailed the world is. Right. And you you learn so much about it just by... Uh, in, in Cold Steel 1, there is a family in the town who undergoes some marital difficulties. Mm-hmm. They have some strife. They kind of separate. And in the end, they, the, their kid manages to get them back together. All of that happens over the course of the game. It has nothing to do with the game. Yeah. You could play the entire game and never know any of that was happening if you didn't stop by this random house. Right. Every time the story advanced to see what was going on. That's the greatest accomplishment of the Trails series, is they make the world feel real.
1: Yeah, it's very lived in.
0: And then for this game, they trap me in a dungeon where I have almost no access to other people. There are no towns for me to go and look around. It's all, let's explore trauma. Oh, and we'll just bake in some facilities where you can buy weapons and stuff. (laughs) Like, we'll just make that part of this magical journey. So I found all of that to be a little bit of a letdown compared to what I had experienced. That's fair. So let's go ahead and move on to the... Oh, well, no. Sorry. You want to talk characters, especially since there's a battle
1: nun mainly what i wanted to mention is that there's a battle nun. There's a there's a battle priest. <laughs> and Now we finally have our battle nun priest. And you do get some interesting and looks she and, a, She's a whip sword. Always fun. She's so cool.
0: You also do get an interesting look behind the scenes of some of the characters. You can learn the origins of the mysterious blue blaw, <laughs> which is one of the Ouroboros enforcers. Hit The game offers three backstories and secretly tells you which one is true.
1: Yeah. Which is a neat touch. Um, You get to live out Chloe's life going to the Genus Royal Academy. That one
0: just was interminable. That one went on (laughs) (laughs)
1: forever.
0: I loved it. It was so good. Oh my god. That's the thing. Because it's either either you're fighting through the dungeon or you're going through these doors and seeing memories it's yeah. not paced well because you're just flipping between the two mhm all right am i doing action or am i doing story action or story well i'll do action for a while okay now i'll do a bunch of story and i'll do a- it's not since you create the pacing you're at a disadvantage because you don't know how long any chunk of story is going to be so you can't be like, oh, well, I'll go through the dungeon for an hour and then maybe do twenty minutes of this yeah. story, then go through. You have no clue. You open this door and go, th- oh, oh, it's five minutes of memory. Nope, it's an it's an t- hour <laughs> and a half of Tita. <laughs> yes, I like Tita. I don't need an hour and a half of her mom trying to kill Aggie. <laughs> so. In a, in a normal JRPG, the developers are in control of the pacing. Mm-hmm. It's their job to determine roughly how much action per scene. Yeah. That's gone in this.
1: Uh, but yes, you do get a battle nun. You get a battle nun. I mean, that's all I care about, to be honest. Yeah, she's... You get a battle nun, and then all of a sudden you can also play as Rin. Yeah. The murderous 12-year-old girl. I will
0: actually have more to talk about Rin and Joshua and Estelle when we talk about trails from zero yeah mm-hmm. uh is i i really i have some opinions there okay and that's where i'm going to share them when we get to that game so um we are going to move to the sort shortest section we've ever had <laughs> for any game and we're going to talk about the combat system yeah So, here's the problem with the combat system. This is the one downside to this trail series in terms of us reviewing it this way. Uh-huh. The combat system doesn't change much. Right. And there is no change from 2 to 3 in terms of the combat yeah. system. The combat system's a good system. I like having a grid that, with areas of effect yeah, and movement... Yeah, you can move around. I enjoy that. Now, one downside is I wish it was possible to move and then act. I wish True, movement correct. wasn't... And that's really uh, affecting me in Zero and Azure, where I uh, arrange my characters to avoid areas of effect, but if you want to do that, you're giving up a turn. Yeah, absolutely. They move a little bit when they attack to get into, like, an optimum position, yeah. but you can choose to just move them, but that's their turn. But yeah, there's there's nothing new to it's this combat system. It's, it's the same. It's a good system. They didn't need to improve it. It's fine. But it also means we don't have anything to talk about. Yeah. So, we're going to move on to innovation. So, I mentioned earlier challenge doors. Um, there are multiple types of doors, and I didn't write down the specifics. But some doors give you short flashbacks, some doors give you long, long flashbacks. flashbacks, some doors give you mini games, and some doors give you, like, combat challenges. Mm-hmm. And some of the doors are, this door will only open if you have this character, but they're kind of uh, mystic about the name of the character, just like, bring me the, the heavy sword that glows like fire. Yeah. Well, that's Agate, he's a redhead I'm with a giant sword. So... That part is a little fun, like getting to a door and trying to figure out exactly what the qualifications mean. One of them is this door won't open until you cook 30 meals. (laughs) Um, You know, fight X number of battles. They do have fast travel in the dungeon, Mm -hmm. which is soup. This game would be unplayable without it. It would be just miserable without fast travel. Now, I keep saying it's a dungeon. It's a dungeon divided into multiple strata. Yeah. And each strata is unique and different in how, in the mechanics and how it works. So it does have variation, but it is you are trapped in this one mystical dungeon until the end of the game. One chunk and this is this was just confusing to me and it's a little meta. Mm-hmm. So when you go through the doors for we've been calling them flashbacks, but the game calls them Memory fragments. Yes, but it only plays the memory fragments for the character whose memory it is. Right. So in the game, what is the point of that? <laughs> Why That's does true. Estelle yeah. need to go through a door so she can remember something that happened to her last week? Like it shows yeah. us something new. It's but, for the.
1: It's for us. Yeah. It's, it's not for, for them.
0: And that that it that didn't quite work for me for that reason like part of the game the game should be aiming for me just like a movie telling a story shouldn't be aiming for the audience it should be telling its story that portion of the game is clearly directed at us and none of the characters go yeah why did i just live through that again yeah i already knew that (laughs) Like, yeah, I really wanted to live through my first month of school again.
1: The Maybe hell? she did. Maybe Chloe really wanted to revisit those Halcyon days. It just it gives me a sense of disconnect. It feels odd that it's tar- the story is
0: targeted at me and not at the characters. <laughs> uh, so I don't want to just shit on this game, right? There are There are some cool things. Like, when a character gains power, levels up, or new abilities through reliving these memories that was kind of neat because mm. it gave it gave those doors more of a consequence than just let's catch the players up in particular Tita's mecha suit yeah tita's
1: pretty great
0: yeah she you have to go through like two 15 year long memory things with her but at the end of it you unlock the ability for tita to have a mech suit in combat yeah she super strong, super fast, super range <laughs> mech. She is the she most is powerful. The best, yeah. Yeah, she's the most powerful party member. Yeah. Forget combat priest.
1: <laughs>
0: you have a 12-year-old in a mech suit. Forget battle nun with a whip sword. 12-year-old <laughs> in a mech suit. And I will say this. The final dungeon, the final, well, it's all one dungeon. The final push was actually really cool. And it wouldn't have been if it wasn't for Falcom's leveling system. Oh, yeah. Because by the first third of the game, you've unlocked all the characters, more or less. You have access to all of them. Oh, I forgot to talk about, in Trails in the Sky 2, that problem. Ah, I wish I had. Where, at the very end of the game, they give you new characters. And you're like, why am I going to use these new characters? I've got my party. Right. Uh, And that's how I play a game. Like, I've got my party. Mueller. They give you Mueller. Mueller and Josephine. or josephina josette josette thank you josette joe but that's a whole other game so it doesn't matter we can't have that discussion now great thanks so i had my party picked i i knew who i was using in my party uh and except for the times when it would force me to add a person for little bits and then you get to the end where the path is split in three there's a left path, a right path, and the center path, which will take you to the end boss. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I had to build three groups of four. Or was it four groups it's of four? It's
1: four. You have to use all 16 characters. Yeah. It's four groups There's of like four. There's like a left door, a right door, a middle door, and then a top door. Yeah, which that is the boss. Kevin and Reese have to go through for the final.
0: And the problem is, I would had my party for most of the game. So I had four characters that were really good characters so my only choice was to put each of those characters in charge of one of the four parties but thanks to falcom's leveling system it means the characters i did not use much like claudia or chloe yeah i don't use chloe slash claudia Yeah, i i like her just fine as a person yeah i don't have a problem with her character I just don't find her as useful as a par- in a party member. But it didn't matter, because even though she was way underpowered, by the time I'd fought like five battles, she was holding her own. Yeah. Because she was so low compared to the monsters that she would level up like twice from a single combat yeah. until she caught up. So by not even halfway through each of those paths, my party members were all about even. Yeah. And that feels kind of cool. Like there is something very rewarding about (laughs) a character just like massively leveling up right all at once it's very satisfying and it was that was fun forcing me to use all the party members was fun i did think the game was gonna let me uh like re-decide for the final boss oh no no you
1: you pick yeah at those doors
0: yeah, uh, I might have done things a little differently because I think Chloe ended up in the end boss party. <laughs> and I was like, whoops-a-doodle. Um, that is not... And then her healing S-break did end up helping me win See, that battle. she's
1: secretly the best character.
0: So it turned out four were the best. So I don't want to just, like, crap on the game. Um, it does some cool stuff. It just... It
1: doesn't feel like a full-fledged entry to me. And I don't think it's supposed to. It's supposed to be a character study it's supposed to bridge the liberal arc the first two sky games to the crossbell games so you're really right i've never thought about it as dlc before but you are probably right it probably would have been a dlc package somehow had this come out in the teens and not 2007 or whatever
0: do you have any other thoughts before we move on no, I, I, I
1: feel like this review is the shortest of
0: the re- of the reviews for these games, but it's also the shortest game. It's, it's the shortest game half and half the length the least of the rest
1: of them. Changed. Yeah.
0: And again, it's it's character driven instead of narrative driven. We could sit down and talk about each individual character's story arc, but then we'd be here forever. Oh, yeah. You
1: have to experience it. You have to experience Chloe's entire first year at the Genus Royal Academy for yourself
0: where we also learn the origins of Secret Agent Scarecrow. You do. Yeah,
1: Lecter makes it. Yeah, Lecter
0: a Lecter it took me a while to piece those together, yeah. but uh mm-hmm. that was interesting. It is interesting how everything is interconnected. We'll go ahead and move on to another really short segment which is <laughs> going to be music. Music. <laughs> the same composers from two
1: i think um but just for fun we'll make russ say some japanese games again so we have hayato Sanoda, we have takahiro unisuga we have yukihiro jindo and we have ryu takashita the quality of the music is good it's it's the the same same. it never like i said in the previous review the trails music has never really stood out to me it's fine Mm -hmm. i hum along to it I can recognize the battle theme, the field theme, town theme, whatever, um, but it just, it doesn't, uh, jump out at me the way other RPGs do. Chrono Cross. (laughs) Uh, yeah, there's really not much to say on this
0: topic, so I guess we're gonna have to go ahead and move on to, uh, final thoughts already. It feels like we just blazed through this review. We
1: through this review.
0: I'm not as big a fan of it, and there's just not as much for me to talk
1: about. Yeah. It's just, it's a very different game. I mean, my final thoughts on it are that I love it because I love the series, and I liked liked the things, getting to know the characters. I'm fine spending an hour and a half with Tita and Agate and her mother projecting some kind of relationship onto them and sitting through an entire year of Chloe going to school. And... (laughs) finding about about estelle and joshua's childhood and yeah i mean i i i i like those little character moments i liked getting to know those characters but i agree this probably would have been dlc this is not really this is not really i mean it is trails in the sky 3 but it's not a continuation of that same story it's it's also used to set up things for the future, like Chancellor Osborne makes his first appearance in this game, who becomes a huge part of the series in later games, but in this game is just kind of the introduction for him. So, so I agree. I also didn't mind the dungeon. The fa- I didn't mind that it was all in one dungeon because I really like the Trails battle system. I feel like it's some kind of evolution of the Grandia battle system. And I enjoy, even in other Trails games, I enjoy just kind of running around and fighting random battles sometimes. Just doing a little bit of grinding, whatever. I I enjoy that battle system. So the fact that I'm just running through a dungeon with a bunch of different strata, that's cool. That's cool with me. And then if I can interject a little story segment, or a big story segment every now and then, <laughs> that's fine with me too. So... I give this five moon doors out of five. Um, It's a good. It's a good. It's a good game. It's a different game. It is. I know why it's polarizing. It is not for everyone. But as invested as I am in this world and with these characters, um, I really like it. And I think the thing I'm most salty about is that, just in general, in the future of the series. The Sky characters aren't involved as much as the other characters in future entries. So, like, this game, we spend all this time getting to know them, and then they're kind of, like, more or less in the background. So, uh,
0: I think I've made my opinions on this game pretty clear. Uh, I was a bit disappointed. It's, I think it's a necessary part of the larger story that's being told, and that's fine. I just think there had there, there could have been a better way to do it. Um, it does not feel like a complete game. It does, and at forty hours, it's half the length of most of the games in this series. Mm-hmm. I don't know why nobody had a problem with that. Nobody stood up and went, "Are we sure we're doing this right?" Uh, I give it a B minus. The characters are still good. The story, what story is sporadically dripped to you, is interesting. Mm-hmm. I just I don't like the way it's being presented. And I, I complained about the first game being too short, this or too long. This game's too short. <laughs> this is too short. It doesn't justify its own existence. Like it's a bridge, like you said. Yeah, it is a bridge. It's not its own game, and it. I I wanted a Trails in the Sky three game, and that's not no. what I got. So anyway, uh, if they want to play Trails in the Sky three, Russ. If you
1: would like to play Trails in the Sky three or Trails in the Sky the third. Um, get on steam that's where it is it's on steam there you go find it on steam
0: next time we are next time we are starting a new series yahoo we will be tackling the interesting and uh, somewhat unique world of wild arms it is interesting and unique let's find out next time if that means that it's good Is it good interesting? Is it bad interesting? See you guys next time. Bye.
1: the rng is a presentation of mad centaur productions you can find jeff on youtube at youtube.com slash productions or on twitter at jeff centaur you can find russ on twitter at russmac 25 thank you for listening and remember to save your game before powering off this podcast yeah.